Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey Siri, give me H-Town Soccer. Talking all things Houston Dynamo FC. This is the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are Forever Orange. Welcome to a special segment of the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. My name is Rui Segura. And along Dustin Richardson, we have joined by a very special guest that they will his very own, Miquel Giannone. Miquel, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Rudy, Dustin. It's, uh, thank you for having me. It's, it's, it's a pleasure. Thanks for coming. I know everybody in Houston super excited about Hector Herrera. Um, just as an MLS, at an MLS level, um, bringing in a guy like him, you know, Mexican national team star, Atletico Madrid. What does this signing mean, you know, for the league as a whole? It's uh, huge. It's, uh, I think it's not on the field, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be something that is going to make an impact off the field. Uh, making a cultural change in the city of Houston in Major League Soccer. We've never had a Mexican national team player, a Mexican national team player, I can't believe I'm saying these words, coming to Major League Soccer in what I believe is still on his prime. Uh, what we saw at the end of the season in with Atletico Madrid, he was play, playing meaningful games in Champions League and both La Liga at the end of the season when there was a point at the beginning of the year that maybe he wasn't playing that much, but then he started to gain traction again. And he, he was basically a starter for the biggest games, even on champions league, um, on, 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 on elimination games. So I think, I think it's amazing that a player like Hector Herrera in major league soccer can uh, have this kind of impact. And that's what we've seen. I've, I've talked with a lot of, agents of players and even players on Liga MX right now, even young players like, for example, Piojo Alvarado, which is he's, he's on, the, on, the, on the orbit of the Mexican national team. And, oh, and he was actually linked to a Dynamo. The Dynamo approached Cruz Azul and him and his agent said, we're very interested coming to MLS because we got we to gotta think about you know, in Mexico, they see also it's not just playing in MLS, it's living in the States. You know, that that jump in the quality of living. Of course, it's not the case maybe for Hector Herrera, who's been living uh, living large in Europe, in Spain, making millions of euros. But that's the type of, of, of jump and that's the type of um, um, change that we're seeing from MLS. And, and, and now even Mexican players want, want, wants to want to do best. So last thing uh, uh, on this subject is I just want to give kudos to Ted Siegel and Pat Onstead. Um, and it trickles down to, to Nagamura because they put their money where they had put their mouth a month ago when they said that was, this is going to be a, a new era for a dynamo. And man, uh, Hector Herrera, it's, it's, really, it's really a way to say it's not just words, it's, it's facts, no? 
And and you touched a little bit on this already, but you know, we've seen Mexican players like Chicharito and Jonathan dos Santos and even Giovanni, right? His brother going to like an LA. But what does you know Herrera coming to the Dynamo, you know, Houston City or a city that has a lot, of, you know, a big population of Mexican, uh, you know, whether it be people or just descendants from Mexico. But what does that bring, you know, on the field and off the field in a city like Houston? It's, again, I think it's something that is going to make a cultural impact. Uh, you could see already since the day they announced Hector, you could see already in the stadiums jerseys with Hector Herrera in the back, you know, and they're not even on sale. So people are, are getting out of the way to to make it happen. Again, Chicharito has come and Gio, Jonah, but maybe they were in their like actual prime. Even Chicharito is still a great player and we've seen it. Right now, he's scoring goals with the Galaxy. He had a great season last year. But again, Hector Herrera is coming still in his prime. And Hector Herrera right now, and, and this is not me saying it, it's even Tata Martino saying it, he is the most important player on the Mexican national team. You know, And we're not just talking a Mexican player that is coming in his prime from Atletico Madrid, from playing Champions League, from winning titles. No, it's the best and the most important player in the Mexican national team that is coming to MLS, and especially to Houston, uh, which, well, I can tell you on our side in Univision and TUDN that Houston is a huge market for us. Or Every time we broadcast the Dynamo or Dallas, um, we've seen a, a spike on ratings because, like you said, it's a big Mexican market. So I think it's, it's, it's going to make an on-the-field, a big on-the-field, of course, impact, but off the field, it's just going to be massive. I think it's going to be at the level of when Chicharito or even Carlos Vela came to, to L.A. So Herrera coming in, obviously big, um, but he can't do it alone. Um, the Dynamo right. will probably be active this summer. What do you think um, they can do to kind of complement him, kind of pieces to, to build around him? Is there anything you've kind of heard in your, uh, your, your knowledge? I think, and this is something that Aronstadt uh, already spoke about it, you guys need uh, wingers. Um, I don't think, and I said it this um, at the beginning of the season, sadly, um, I don't think that Corey Baird, Fafa Ficol, um, et cetera, was good enough for what this team has already on midfield and on defense. And and even with Ferreira as a number nine, I think he's, he's starting to show that he's going to make a big impact on, on the field for the team and, and on MLS. I think this team needs a couple or at least one more really good winger that can score goals. Um, because now with Hector, you're, you guys are going to have a surplus of a lot of quality players on the midfield. And again, I think it's, very, it's a very stable and solid team midfield and defense. But the, the, the lack of, of, of scoring and the lack of creation, especially, uh, on, on, again, on the wings and... and 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 players on the wide side of the pitch. I think that's the main, main issue and main concern that needs to be addressed. Yeah, and so, you know, moving away from the Hector Herrera, because he's coming soon, but uh, you were one of the first uh, reporters to confirm, you know, the hiring of head coach Paulo Magamora to the club. And uh, how do you think he has done so far and what expectations do you have for him? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think he has shocked a lot of people, right? Because um, my understanding of the whole situation is that the very, 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 very favorite for the job, even after interviewing, was Jaime Lozano. And he was really close to make a, to be the hire. But then they had Nagamura coming in and doing his interview. And he, what I was told is that he blew everyone away on his knowledge and his plans. So he's. I, we got to remember that he comes from working on on the Scarlet, on the Sporting Kansas City uh, organization under Peter Vermes, who's been with Sporting Kansas City, if I'm not mistaken, for 14 years, uh, winning titles, U.S. Open Cups, um, and it's and it's a team that has a very rich and stable and solid foundation. And the way they want to develop players, they want to play, and they want to make the whole structure. For example. Um, Sporting Kansas City, led by Peter Vermes, uh, right now had some of, if not the best, MLS um, training centers, which which the men's national team use, uses as a, as their main um, training facility. Um, and we, we we saw it in the last two Gold Cups. They made all the the pre uh, the pre Gold Cup training there. They play their group stage there, and so I think Nagamura. In the hiring process and 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 everything we've seen, it's 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 has brought that mentality and that and that knowledge of how to build a club from the from the from the up from 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 the ground basically. Not not to say that Houston is not it's not that already, but you know the Dynamo hasn't have the greatest results on on of the on the field and off the field in the last few years. So I think that knowledge and especially knowing the league, and I think that that was at the end the tiebreaker be- between him and Jaime, not knowing the league. And, and, and again, Nagamura having that knowledge of how, how to run a club. Because when we see Sporting Kansas City, Peter Vermees runs that club. So, so I think that, that, that Paulo and what we've seen on the field is a coach that is willing to change. Like we saw it at the, at the beginning of the game, he was uh, playing the 4 3 3. And then he quickly realized that he can switch to a four-two-three-one, and uh, that when Darwin Quintero um, uh, has been again a player that that can make a difference on the field, and that's on on Nagamura to to see that in training or even in games and making those those changes, and and to not be a coach that is married to just one tactical system, and having the courage at the beginning of his career to make those type of moves, I think talks a lot about his personality. And his and his knowledge of the game, and and I've been blown away by by him. Yeah, and uh, so you you mentioned a little bit too, you know, how kind of like the national media, um, and we know that in the past uh, we felt like there was, you know, we kind of went back decades in the past regime. Um, but what does you know the national media think of the Dynamo, you know, and what is being built in Houston since Ted Siegel took over as a majority owner almost a year ago? It's um. It's getting better, honestly, and it's something that it's happening right now in Chicago also with the new owner. That it's um, 
we are starting to realize quickly that there are owners that are willing to invest to invest and and take their teams to a level that they need to be taken, especially market a market like Houston, a market like like Chicago. So it's it's a good sign that again they have put their mouth where they have said they're gonna put their money. Uh, the, uh, sorry, they have put their money with the what they, they have put their mouth before. So it's um I think it's, it has changed. And again, bringing a guy like Hector Herrera, it's it's a big a massive um, off the field. It's gonna bring media. It's gonna be a lot of attention. Um, I'm pretty sure that now everyone that broadcasts um, MLS is going to be fighting to broadcast uh, the Houston Dynamo because they know they can ex- explode in, in a good sense, that Mexican market. And, and the Houston Dynamo, again, it's a, it's a multiple MLS champion. It has a pedigree. It has, a, it has history. So it's always good, again, like the Chicago Fire to see these historic franchises. Um, again, being viewed as franchises which, where the owners um, care about them and care about winning and care about not just using it as a, a way of making money or or just having a team as a, I don't know, as a toy. <laughs> and, you know, because their owners are like that. And, and I think Seagull... And I'm forgetting now that the new owner in, in the Chicago Fire, it's it's good to have in the past couple of years having these type of owners that, that are showing this this willingness to grow. So we'll shift gears a little. I know we have some national team fans that listen to um, you're and I know you're in Cincinnati with the national team. They're getting ready to play Morocco. Uh, it'll be tonight whenever you're listening to this podcast. Um, you said it's been very busy, I know around the team. Um, yeah. So what's the, what's the atmosphere been like with this camp? Just a bunch of new guys in there. Just uh, um, what's, how are things looking so far as they're getting ready for these friendlies and the nation's league matches? It's good. Um, the atmosphere is great. It's more loose and quote unquote, like we could say fun compared to the world qualifiers. Cause you already qualify for the world, you know, um, especially the last window having um, the last window to, that pressure to qualify, to not repeat what happened in 2017, it was massive. It was huge. So now the team has turned the page. And the most important thing is starting to test some new stuff. Greg uh, Berhalter talked about that. He wanted to make some tactical changes. And we're going to see that tomorrow. Like, for example, Brendan Aronson is going to play in the midfield instead of the wing. And um, they want to they wanna work on the buildup. So maybe we're going to see some interesting stuff on the midfield with Adams, Musa. And, but on the other side, you got to start testing what is going to be probably your, your starting team for the World Cup. So I think it's going to be a, a good uh, juggle between what you want to see with the new players and what you have to start putting on the ground with the I don't want to say eighteen because it sounds that that I'm, you know, that it that I'm disrespecting the players that are not starting on that quote unquote eighteen. But but you but it's but it's the truth, right? Um, and 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 the mood has been great. 
Of course, that can change if things don't go well against Morocco and, and, and Uruguay, which are the two most important games by far of the four-game window. And because there are two teams, and they've been very emphatic on this, there are two teams that are very similar of what they're going to see in the World Cup. Morocco with Iran and Uruguay. Uruguay and Uruguay is a great test because it's a huge uh, worldwide uh, big team, um, comable team. And it's funny because the players, most of the players are already uh, happy that they are playing against someone that is not from CONCACAF. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's been good. It's been good. Um, they're very, they're very all very, they're very excited. And we as fans and media and whatever, I'm super excited of seeing this team measuring against bigger teams like Morocco and, and Uruguay. And, you know, you mentioned the World Cup and we have uh, still a few months. It's kind of weird to say, because, you know, the you should have been right now in the summer. Um, but this one will be celebrating in Thanksgiving time. But uh, what do you think is, you know, one weakness or a few weaknesses in the team that, you know, the head coach, Greg Bellhalter, has to uh, adjust before the competition begins? Well, the biggest um, thing that it needs to be addressed real quick, it's who's going to... Um, Who's gonna be the 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 guy that jumps in and takes Miles Robinson's spot? So right now we can pencil as Walker Zimmerman as the main center back. So now the question is who's gonna be his partner? Um, on paper, we should assume it's Chris Chris Richards, but he's not here. So tomorrow Aaron Long's gonna play, and he also has available. Um, Cameron Carter-Vickers and Eric Palmer-Brown that we're for sure going to see on this in on these four games. So now that's the question. Uh, we know that John Brooks right now is not taken in consideration. So looking ahead, those are the options. Who's going to replace Miles Robinson? And for now, it looks like it's going to be Aaron Long. But of course, we, we those con- those final conclusions are going to be be made maybe in the September window. We got to remember that there's still going to be two games in September. Hopefully they want it to be that they're going to be played in Europe against Europe, uh, European teams. So I think that's the main concern right now. Also, there's another concern um, with the goalkeepers because the the main three goalkeepers right now that we can say it's Matt Turner, Zach Steffen, and Ethan Horvath, they're both, they're, all of them are going to be on the Premier League next, now this season that is going to start in, in a month or so. But they're, all of them are going to be second choice in their clubs. So I think that's a, a little bit of a concern because we saw it at the end of the qualifiers, what not playing regularly affected Zach Steffen, for example. And now Matt Turner, who's been lights out and he's, who's going to be the main, the main starter for these four-game windows, uh, he's going to Arsenal, and he's going to start the season as the second choice. So I think there's a little bit of concern there. For the rest, it's just knocking on wood, fingers crossed, that none of the big um, guys get injured. Christian Weston, Tyler Adams, um, Aronson, Tim Weah. Because I think out of the who's going to be the second center back, the goalkeeper and the number nine, which right now it's Jesus Ferreira by a mile, I think the rest of the team is pretty set with the MMA midfield. Musa Adams, McKenney, and Christian on, on one side, Tim Weah on the other side. And the, the left back is, I mean, it's uh, 
uh, Jedi Robinson um, for sure, I think. Uh, and and on the right side, you have plenty of depth with with Reggie Cannon, with Yetlin and Des. So honestly, it's it's just how do you balance right now in these four games that trying something new, trying new players, or start to work out the again the quote unquote uh, main team, right? Looking ahead. Well, Miguel, thank you so much for your time and being with us here at Dynamo Theory. Very, very good stuff. No, thank you guys for having me. It was a pleasure. Anytime.